This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. It's nice to be honored. And um, remember the other day I was praying, asking God, God, I, I would like to walk in more honor. And remember I told you I was delivering groceries and the guy was impressed with me. He said he was going to drink a beer in my name. Amen. And uh, I said, Lord, I didn't know if that was the kind of honor that I wanted. But, but uh, you know, it, there's something about when you um, even have a good reputation. I'm going to be talking about honor today. Um, when you have a good reputation, not only with the people in the church family, but a good reputation with, with the people outside the church, when people see you as a person of honor and integrity outside the church, that's when, you know, Christ is really elevated. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's interesting, even, even sinners, uh, you know, can honor uh, believers. And we know that's not t- normally often that happens. We know that a lot of times, um, sometimes sinners and people that are ungodly are against godliness. But sometimes, you know, the Bible says if your ways are pleasing to the Lord, he will make even your seeming enemies, uh, those that may not agree with you, be at peace with you. And uh, even yesterday I was delivering some groceries and, um, and, uh, and this, this guy, you know, I was talking to the wife how, how I enjoyed delivering groceries, I do that as a part time. And... Um, and uh, the guy uh, owned his own brewery. He gave me a beer yesterday. So uh, I said, I don't drink beer, but I take it as a souvenir. And, um, and, he, and I, I didn't want to say, no, I don't want to have your beer because I don't drink. But I, I took it as a souvenir. I was going to bring it in today. It's a, and he was so proud of his company. And uh, he said, no, you really need to try it. It's really good. And I, and I talked to my wife, Yen. She said, we might be able to boil that, that beer with, 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 um, with uh, hot dogs or something like that. And use it in cooking. And so sometimes you can do that with, with alcohol. You can cook with a- alcohol. And it burns the alcohol off. And, um, and so you can be legal. <laughs> and I'm not saying that drinking is illegal. But for a pastor, I think that a pastor needs to be uh, living um, at the highest bar. And so when a pastor lives at the highest bar and the pastor doesn't drink... Hopefully, um, you know, the people that follow him will, will follow in that suit. And, and because we are, because people are watching us. Amen. Uh, our, our children are watching us. Uh, our co-workers are watching us. And people are watching us. And, and so when we uh, are, see, we're supposed to be different. We're not supposed to be like the world. And so I'm, I'm not here to, to down you if you drink every once in a while, you know, with moderation. That's the key. But the, the bottom line is, is that we want to set the highest bar so when we talk, people listen. Amen. Because we are not like everybody else. You're not like the world. Amen. And so uh, thus the message, um, I'm on a series now of you are called. And that was last week. You are called. Say I'm called. I'm called. And so God's calling us into a greater uh, walk with him. Do you believe that today? Yeah. And, you know, we, we have not arrived yet. Amen. We're, are, how many people have, are, are still moving forward in God, still pressing into the things of God? And so, you know, our society, you know, really values image uh, more than they do uh, integrity. 
They, they, they value uh, how you look instead of how you live. And, you know, we, we, we value that and we, we can show a picture of, of ourselves on Instagram and check it, you know. And we look the part, but do we live the part? Amen. And as Christians, you know, we need to not just look the part. Hello, I'm talking to anybody today. Amen. But we need to live the part. Right. Are, you, are, you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I, and I like that. So God is looking. Um, I'm going to do a pun on some movies for a few good men and women. Amen. Uh, he's looking for man of honor. Amen. <laughs> Those are two movies I just mentioned. And, uh, and uh, uh, what am I saying? I'm saying that, that God is looking for people that's going to stand out in a world of compromise. Amen. That's going to stand out above what what the crowd is doing just because the crowd is doing it doesn't mean that we should be doing it just because the 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 culture says this is popular uh, doesn't mean it's it's right in god's eyes are you listening what i'm saying to you today and we got to be a people that stand on the side of right because if we don't stand for what's right, we'll fall for any lie out there. We'll fall for the popular thing that's going. We, we, we will fall for this, this, this ideology that, that, that uh, everything goes as long as it feels good. Or as long as the government says it's okay, then it must be fine. Uh, as long as it's okay in Vegas, then it's okay in God's eyes. No, it... It's not okay in God's eyes. It may be okay in Vegas, but it's not okay in God's eyes. And so we got to be people that live with truth and integrity. We got to walk our truth and integrity every day of our lives. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says here, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. See, see, this is where Samuel was called by God to anoint a new king. And we know the, the, the first king, uh, Saul, uh, disregarded God's word and disregarded uh, the decrees that God had. He turned away from God. So God had to raise up somebody else. And so Samuel was called to, to go to Jesse's house. And Jesse had eight sons. And so to anoint one of the sons to be the next king. And when Eliab stood up, he looked like he had it all going on. Eliab looked a little bit like past. No, I'm kidding. But uh, Eliab was, I mean, he was tall, dark, and handsome. He looked like he had it all together. And when he stood up, he was waiting for, you know, Samuel to anoint him as the next king. He was the oldest. And, uh, and even Saul said, surely this is the Lord's anointing. Even, even Samuel thought, surely this is the Lord's anointing. And, and, and this is where the Lord spoke to him and says, I don't look at the outward I don't look at what people look like on the outside. No, I look at people's hearts on the inside. 
That's why the, there's a popular saying that says you cannot judge a book by its cover. But most of us do. You know, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You know, don't judge, a, don't judge a person by the color of their skin, but rather by the content of their character. Are you listening to me today? It, it's the content of a person's character and, and not the background they came from or, 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 or the ethnicity of their background, where they lived or where, where they grew up at. It doesn't matter where you grew up or what part of town you grew up in. You still can be a person of honor. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we, are, we need to live lives of honor. And, and we want to make sure that, that we're living that life of honor. In, in Exceed Life Church, you know, we're not, some churches, what they do is, some religious churches, unfortunately, they have a dress code. When you, and they, they want you to wear, ladies, you have to wear a dress and have long hair. And men, you have to wear a suit and a tie. But, and, and what they're trying to do is put, it, it, that's religion. Amen. See, God's not looking at the outside. He's looking at the inside. God's not judging your tattoos. Amen. No, no, God's judging your heart. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Like one person said, asked me a question one time. They said, hey, pastor, is it okay for me to have a tattoo? Because Jesus is coming back and written on his thigh says faithful and true. So he has a, you know, they were thinking he had a tattoo on his thigh, faithful and true. And I don't know. I don't know how it's written. I don't think it's a tattoo, but, but, but uh, they were one. And I said, well, you know, what, what, what's in your heart? Is it something to glorify God, or is it something to make to glorify yourself in front of others? Is it something so you can look big and bad, and 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 look what I got? I got this tattoo that says I love Mama on on side of my whatever. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Or is it something to glorify God? Now, if you're getting a tattoo to glorify God, that's one thing. But if it's to glorify yourself, that's a whole nother ball of wax. And so we, we know this. So, so I love this about Exceed Life Church. You can dress up to the nines. Amen. Or you can dress in a T-shirt and flip-flops. And we're good with that. We just want to make sure your heart's right. Amen. Because I know, I know Jesus wore sandals. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember we, I have a person in here. He likes to wear sandals. And, and we had, at one time, we had some religious people in Exceed Life Church. They're not here anymore. And, um, and they, were, they were getting on them. Why are you wearing sandals? You should be wearing, you know, wingtips and, 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 and all of this. And, and, and the bottom line is, man, God, you know, God doesn't look at that. Matter of fact, sometimes people that are more pious, they're more judgmental. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Sometimes the people that don't do anything wrong, they're the most critical people. and the, They think they don't do anything wrong. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Yes, like, like the Pharisees. Amen? They, they, they thought they had it all together and Jesus was uncovering their hypocrisy. Is it, can I talk to you this morning? So I'm talking about, you know, fathers and I'm trying to 
you know, and, 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 and mothers and ladies and gentlemen and, and, and that, that we need to be walking in honor. I like this that, hallelujah, I like this that in John 1.47, see, see, that's my amen man over there. I like this that, that Philip uh, uh, was, was, uh, was acquainted with Jesus and he ran to Nathaniel's house and said, Nathaniel, I, there's a man named Jesus that we believe is the Messiah. It's the one that the prophets have wrote about. You got to come see him, Nathaniel. And, and, so, and so Nathaniel, like, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? You know, he was like, and he was kind of, he was a man of, of honor and integrity. And this is what's interesting. Jesus, when Jesus saw Nathanael, Jesus says in John 1, as they approached, Jesus says, now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, Jesus stood up and recognized that Nathanael had integrity, had he was a person of honor. And I'm telling you, if that got Jesus' attention, what about us? When we walk in honor, when we walk in integrity, do you think it gets God's attention? Amen. You better believe it gets God's attention. Amen? And so I love that. And I really believe that people that's going to be blessed, if you're going to be a blessed father, if you're going to be a blessed mother, you need to be a person of honor, a person of integrity. I like what, it, what Jesus, when he was ministering on the Sermon on the Mount, and he was, he was talking about uh, the, the blessings, and he was talking about walking in the blessing. I don't know about you, but I'm after the blessing. Amen. How many people want the blessing? Amen. Have you ever heard that? Man, they got the blessing. Well, you know, we do have the blessing of Abraham, but you've got to walk in that blessing. The Bible says we, we have the blessings of Abraham. Glory to God. And, but, but we need to walk in that blessing. And some are more blessed than others. You can see tangible blessings on people in the body of Christ. You can see some have more blessing. It seems like everything they touch turns to gold. Have you ever been there? And so you, we, we evaluate. Why is this? Because I really believe that these people have been through the tests of time and they passed the test so that God could lavish his blessing on them. See, 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 you're in a process right now. Some of you may not be as blessed as you want to be. How many people would like to have more blessing in the house today? And we're moving towards that blessing, but there's always going to be a test before we see the blessing in our lives. There's always going to be a test to see that. And, and so I like what Jesus said. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Think about that. Blessed are the pure in heart. And, you know, this is the key. You say, well, what does that mean, Pastor? Does that mean that, uh, that if you're not pure, you're not going to see God? You're not going to see God the way you need to see God. The Bible says if you walk crooked, you'll see God is crooked. Mm, I'm preaching today. But if you walk right, you see God is right. However we walk, we're a reflection of who God is in our lives. If we walk pure, God is pure. If we walk good, God is good. If we walk crooked, God is crooked. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying today? We will have a warped way of seeing things. I was witnessing to a neighbor this past week, and I was talking to him about, you know, trying to invite him. He has a couple, he has, I think, three children. His wife's a teacher. He works for the shipyard. And I was talking to him about coming to church and, 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 and bringing his children to church and all this. And, he's, and, and as we got into the conversation, he, he, he was being very transparent with me, very, uh, very honest. And he started going into semantics and, and he started saying, well, you know, is the King James Version of the Bible really right? And, and you know, he started questioning the validity of the... Have anybody ever talked to anybody like that? Oh, is the Bible really true? The validity of the Bible. And plus, then he started questioning preachers and their motives. Then he started questioning the people in the church. And, and, and are they real people? Are they phony people? And, and, and you know, and, 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 and I was getting upset. <laughs> in the inside, I was like, this guy, he doesn't know. I said, I said, there's good doctors and bad doctors. There's good attorneys and bad attorneys. There's good teachers and bad teachers. There's good and bad in everything. But I would say, and I said to him, most churches, you only hear the bad, but you never hear the good. You don't hear the, the pastors that lay down their lives. And I started talking to them about, hey, listen, when I, when I came to, to help the, the church and I was working a $40,000 job back 20 years ago, and that was pretty good money back then. As a, and, and, you know, and, uh, and I had my, my insurance paid for, and the pastor came to me and asked me, would you like to be uh, my assistant pastor? And I said, well, what's the bennies? Well, you can go $18,000 a year with, and believe God for your health. And I said, well, I'm making $40,000. i am tithing into the church. I'm giving you my tithe and offerings, and I'm helping as much as I can. Isn't that good enough? And he said, no, if you believe that God is calling you, you'd be willing to quit your job at $18,000. No insurance. Believe God. But if he said, if you really believe God, God's calling you, see, when you really believe that God's calling you, you money's not going to be your motivation. Money's not going to be top online. And when I said to that guy, because I was trying to shoot him down a little bit, thinking that, that pastors are out for money and the people are crooked and, and they go to church, that they're not who they say they are. And I said, well, you know, I, 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 I left a $40,000 job to work for 18000 Just to reveal to him that there are honorable people in the ministry. Amen. Can I say ministry? There are people that, that, that are following God. They're honest people that are following God. And there's more honest pastors out there than dishonest pastors. And there's more honest people in the flock than dishonest people in the flock. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And what, what is the enemy always? He always wants to try. See, see the, the thing was, this guy that I was ministering to, he was more, he, he was the hypocrite. He was saying, I'm a hypocrite. You guys are hypocrites. Like, oh, God got me mad. My people aren't hypocrites. Are you hearing what I say? No, they're true people walking with God, following God. Hallelujah. I'm laying down their lives for the gospel's sake. I got, I, I really, I, I was upset for a couple hours after that. 
And I prayed for the guy, prayed for myself too. And I said, I said, well, what do you think? I said, do you think when, if you died, you'd go? And, 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 and the thing was, he said to me, he said he believed that God was on his life, that he, he was seeing blessings in his life, and he believed that God was in life. And then I asked him, well, if you died today, where would you end up? And he said, probably hell. He says a 50-50. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Amen. Are you listening? And so what I'm saying to you is I said, well, listen, I, I believe me talking to you, you're getting closer to salvation. And, you, and one of these days you will have faith for salvation. But you got, you know, but we got, it starts off by believing that, you know, he loves the message, but he doesn't like how the message is, is brought forth into the people's lives. He loves the message of redemption, but he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to walk in the message of, see, you can love the message, but do you want to walk it out? We love salvation, but do we want to pick up our cross? We, we love the idea of heaven, but, but do we want to lay down our lives? You know, you, you got all this going on in the scriptures, and we like the good parts, but we, we, we discount the bad parts. We, we want to we read all the bless you scriptures, but we don't want to read any warning scriptures. Pastor, give me all the blessing scriptures, but I don't want to hear about any warnings uh, of me biting the dust. Well, there's, there's blessing scriptures out there and warning scriptures out there. And you better have a balance of both. Because if you don't, then you could be running on your own pride. And the Bible says a person that has pride will fall. It's the humble person that walks under God's mighty hand will be exalted. So listen, it says here, the, the blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. What does that mean? Well, the people that are walking in purity of heart, uh, they will experience the presence of God. I need the presence of God on my life. The people that walk purity in heart or integrity, they will experience the power of God. Uh, we've been talking about that. I want to walk in the power of God. The people that, that walk in integrity and honor and purity will experience the peace of God. They will experience the provision of God. They will experience the purpose of God in their lives. Are you listening? See, when you're not walking with God, and the devil will try to get you out from walking with God, you forget who God is and you forget who you are in Christ. You start forgetting that you're saved. You start forgetting about the goodness of God. Pretty soon you're going to start blaming God for all your problems. Pretty soon God's the problem. Are you, are, you, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Ahaz was, was a king. I think it was Ahaz. And, um, and uh, he married Jezebel. And, and, and he was a king. And, and there was uh, Elijah that, that you know, pronounced a famine on the land for three years. Do you remember that story? God said there was going to be a famine. This was to bring the people into a place to, to, uh, of a decision. Sometimes when we're going through problems, uh, these problems are not because God's bringing the problem. It's because we open the door to the curse in our life. And then it brings us to a place where we, might have, we, we may be in that valley of decision. Where are we going to go when the problem hits us? And, and so there was a, a famine. And, and, and uh, Elijah went and saw Ahab. And, and, and 
went and saw Ahab, and, 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 and Ahab, the first thing Ahab says is, you're the one that's bringing problems to Israel. Notice how crooked he was thinking. And, and Elijah said, no, no, it's not me. It's because you set all those idols up, and you ticked God off. Can I just talk to, talk to you in modern vernacular? You angered God and you caused the people to sin because you set up all these idols. And that's why there's famine in the land. It's not because I'm a man of God and, 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 and I pronounced that famine. It's because you did it. Amen. And so, and so but, but uh, that's when we get the story uh, of Elijah setting up the, the, the sacrifice and he said, get the 400 uh, prophets of Baal and, and go ahead and set up the sacrifice and see if, who's, is, who's the God that, that, that will answer by fire. And remember the story, you may not remember it, but these, these prophets of Baal were trying to get, get, you know, their God, the little G, the devil, to try to answer by fire and, and take out the sacrifice and nothing happened. And they were cutting themselves to stones, doing everything that they could to sacrifice to their little God. And nothing was happening. And then Elijah set up his sacrifice, built it with the 12 stones, the 12 tribes of Israel. He put water on it, did everything, drenched it out. And he said, Lord, you know who you are. And fire fell from heaven and burned up that and guess what? And that's when Elijah said, Elijah said to the people, are you going to keep, are you going to serve God or are you going to serve Baal? Are you going to keep serving, are you going to turn to God or are you going to keep serving Baal? And that's when the people repented. And that's when the people killed the 400 prophets of Baal. And that's when rain came. See, some, see, see, listen, God is looking for some of us to, to get serious about our lives. Look, see, see, a lot of times what we do is we hide from the problems that we're walking in. We don't want to look at the problems. We, we want to hide from them. We don't until they float back up and they keep floating back up. The, uh, you know, the debt on your credit cards, different things. You know, everyone, you know, you, you can hide it for a while. But pretty soon you can't, you, you know, your credit cards are maxed out. You, you, you can barely pay the, the, the minimum payments. You're paying 20% interest rates. Yeah, and pretty soon you're going to have to do something because you can't pay anymore. But see, God wants us, God wants us getting real with him and getting real with ourselves. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we got, we got, to, we got to get real with with ourselves, we got to get transparent with God. What I love about Paul, and the Apostle Paul was a mighty man of God that was raised up. And he wrote almost two-thirds of the New Testament by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he would even write in his writings that he was in fear and trembling at times just to, pre- just to speak in front of people. And he even asked the people to pray that, that God would give them boldness to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he was a little nervous at times. Right. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? He was a transparent man. Do I have any transparent people out in the house today? Do I have any real people out here that have real problems? You know, my Bible says if you confess your sins one to another so that you may be healed. Some of us are too phony. We act like everything is perfect. Nothing's wrong. Every, and, and, our, and our whole life is crumbling right before us. 
And we need to get real with, with ourselves. And we get, need to get real with people in our lives. And we got to get real with God. Amen. You got to get real with God. Yes. I, mean, I mean, I'm telling you, if I'm doing the wrong things, it's hard for me to look in the mirror. When I'm living my life wrong, I can barely look in the mirror. I, I look down, I'm, you, know, I, 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 you know, because I know that I'm better than that. You're better than that. You're, you're better than, 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 than trying to do things to, to get an advantage over people so you can get ahead in life. No, you're better than that. You don't have to live crooked to get the blessing of God in your life. You don't have to, you know, do something, well, I got to do it this way because there's no way I'm going to get ahead. No, no, you got to be an honorable person. You got to be an honorable person. I like in Proverbs 3, 9, it says here, uh, it says here, uh, well, let's back up. I just want to talk to you about a few people that were honorable in the Bible. Abel was an honorable person in the Bible. Abel was mentioned in the book of Hebrews as, as a person in the hall of faith. Abel honored God with his first fruits. He put God first in his finances. It, it, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then God will fill your barns uh, with grain and your vats will overflow with new wine. See, listen, how many people want to be prosperous out here? Amen. Well, you can't be prosperous ditzing God. If God's not first, if God's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. And if he's not first in your finances, if you can't just give God uh, and bless with your tithes and your offerings, how can God give you the greater things in the kingdom? If you just can't do the basics and you're wondering why you're struggling, well, you've got to honor God in that area. But pastor, you don't know my situation. You don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't. Yeah, I do know it because I was twenty thousand dollars in debt in credit cards as a single guy. Went through a divorce, lost my house, everything. Ended back home at my parents' house at twenty years, eight years of age. Embarrassing. Lost the dog. It was a country song. Yeah. It was a bad country song. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, what was it? What was that guy saying? Uh, that, 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 that Margaritaville. You ever heard that song? Looking for my lost sugar of salt. And finally, in that song, he said he kept saying it must have been a woman to blame. And then finally, then at the end of the song, he said, "I was the one to blame." Are you listening to what I'm saying, Jay? A lot of times, we're the ones, we're, we're, we're trying to blame everybody else for why things aren't working in our life, but maybe we need to take a look at ourselves. Come on, people. Pastor, I thought this was going to be an uplifting message. I thought, it is, because listen, listen, you can move forward, that's what I'm saying. Noah, see, listen, Cain could have moved forward. You see, God came to Cain and said, Cain, look, man, look, 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 you're, you're, you're a little twisted here. Cain, look, look, man, you know, I am blessing your brother. 
Yeah, yeah he, he's walking in the blessing, but he is doing the right thing. He, he's given his best, the firstlings of his flock, the fat portions thereof. He's not holding back on me, Cain. And Cain, if you don't hold back on me either, I will bless you the same way I'll bless your brother. But Cain didn't like that advice. Cain didn't want to do it God's way. Cain wanted to do it his way. God, Cain thought if I could just eliminate the competition, then God has to accept uh, Cain. But God didn't accept Cain. There, you know, there was another person that was born to Adam and Eve that took uh, Abel's place, Seth. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And Cain could have done right. He could have done the right thing. He could have been the honorable person too. He could have, it could have been a different story. He was not predisposed to be the evil guy. But he chose to be the evil guy. Are you listening to one? You choose if you're going to be the good person. You choose if you're going to be the bad. Your choice. You can't blame it on your parents. You can't blame it on your spouse. Well, you know, my spouse told me to curse God and die. And, and so, you know, I'm talking about Job. And, uh, and so there's no need for me to keep pushing in and keep, keep staying faithful to God and saying he's a, man, a God of integrity. No, no, Job pushed through regardless of the opposition, even from the people that were closest to him. How many people are pushing through even though you got opposition coming at you from good, well-meaning people? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? No, you've got to press through. No, Noah was an honorable person. He, the Bible said that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. So, and we know this, that the, the world got so bad that God had to flood the earth with, with water and flood out the entire race of people. And Noah was like the only righteous man there. He was the only one that was standing for what was right. And I'm telling you, we need to be people that stand for what's right, even in the midst of a perverted and crooked uh, generation. Psalms 45, 7 says this, You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. Are you lacking joy in your life? Are you lacking the, the, uh, what, I, what I call the gusto? Are you, are you, are you not sensing the presence of, of, of joy, of your salvation in your life? If we're not, then we, we need to check up. We need to make sure that we're getting back to God. Abraham honored God. You know how Abraham honored God? Why God chose Abraham? I really believe it's because of this. It's because that he taught his children the ways of God. In Genesis 18, 17 through 19, uh, uh, this, this account right here uh, was recorded. It says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing, since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I have known him, in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they may keep the way of the Lord, to do righteous and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. So why did Abraham, why did Abraham, why was Abraham picked by God? Because God knew that Abraham was going to teach his children the ways of the Lord. And what did God do? He blessed Abraham with everything that Abraham was believing God for. He blessed him with the promised child, Isaac, which means laughter. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying today? See, God wants to bless you today. He, he doesn't want you broke, busted, disgusted. He doesn't want you struggling. He doesn't want you in the wilderness for the rest of your life. He doesn't want you walking around the mountain because they keep walking around that mountain. It just keeps getting uglier and uglier. No, he wants you on top of the mountain. He wants, you, he wants your perspective to be changed. He wants you standing on top of that, not being, not being under the circumstances, but over the circumstances. And so we need to get a revelation of God's goodness this morning, that God's not holding anything back from us, that we just need a position ourselves, amen, to, to be the people that God wants. In other words, we need to honor God by teaching our children. I say this to the parents a lot of times. I say, well, you know, uh, uh, some people say, well, I'm coming to church, pastor, and they bring their kids. And I say, well, you need to, bring, bring, you need to come to church not just for yourself, but you need to bring your, uh, come to church for your children as well. Because if you want the blessing and honor of God, then you want to raise your children up in the admonition of the Lord. And you want, to have, you want your children to have a firm footing in this crooked, divisive world that we live in that's constantly spewing lies left and right and, and, and trying to get us to believe some lie that, that is it's untrue and not biblical. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And if you don't train your children the way they should go, the Bible says you train your children the way they should go. When they get old, I'm trying to pump up some of your parents that have some wayward kids right now. They're coming back. They're coming back to God. They're marked. They have a mark of God on their lives. They might be wayward right now. They may be the wayward child, but they're coming back. I'm telling you, they're, they're like the prodigal son. Some of us was prodigals in here at one time. How many people used to be a prodigal in here? You know, you got Jesus in your life and then you backslid and you went back into the world. And you were the prodigal person, right? Any, any prodigals in here? And you guys are back. Thank God. Thank God we didn't stay out. Thank God God woke us up. Thank God the prodigal son came back into the father's house. Thank God the Father had mercy on the... Pro- and, the and the Father will have mercy on us. And, the, and, and as, we, as we come to ourselves like the prodigal son, as we say, surely there's people in the, my Father's house, they're, they're servants, they're treated better than me in the world. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The prodigal son came. I'm just going to go to my Father and let him know that I'm not worthy to be called your son. But you know what? The Father wouldn't have it. Because, see, the devil will always try to, he will always try to get you to think that you're worthless when you're not walking in righteousness. But you are worth something in God's eye. You are worth the blood of Jesus. You are worth, heaven became bankrupt to get you into the kingdom of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Do you know how valuable you are to God? Do you know how merciful God is? You know, I, was, I was reading in the Old Testament Ahab again. And, and Ahab was one of the most wicked kings. Listen to this. One of the most wicked kings that was ever raised up uh, to, to rule uh, over Israel. And he was, he was a wicked king. And, and, he, and he did something very wicked. And uh, he wanted a vineyard. Uh, of a person that had a vineyard that was next to him, and he was trying to buy that vineyard, and uh, the person didn't want to sell it to him, 
and then he then his wife he didn't eat he, he was he was really upset about it. his wife Jezebel said what's wrong honey well I can't get my she said I'll get it for you and she ended up concocting a, uh, a, 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 a thing to do where, where, where they ended up killing this guy to, so Ahab could get the vineyard. Finally, the, the prophet came in and said, Ahab, you know, you got blood on your hands and what's going to happen to you? And the prophet starts saying, you're, every person in your family is going to die. The dogs are going to eat your, 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 you know, your, 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 your flesh. You won't even have a proper burial. And Ahab got so nervous, he started fasting and praying and put sackcloth on. And then, then, the, uh, then the prophet comes back and said, because you humbled yourself, I won't do it in your life. I'll do it in your family's life. Think about that. God is so merciful that even the, the most evil, wicked king that did almost the worst things that you can think of, God would say, I won't do it. But God did because Ahab turned back evil again. God had to, you know, uh, justice had to be served. Amen. Ahab didn't make it. Amen. But the bottom line was that God gave him favor and grace. How much more will God give us favor and grace when we've been walking on the wild side and now we're turning so we can walk on the straight and narrow path of life? How much more grace can God give each one of us if we just turn around? Some of us just need to turn or Some of us need to just do a 180 in some areas of our lives and so we can walk in the fullness of what God has for us. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Integrity. You know the meaning of integrity? Or there, there's three meanings for the word integrity. It, it means wholeness. Integral, I believe is the word. And that's like a mathematic term meaning whole, not a fraction of a number, but a whole. And what God wants, when we walk in integrity, that means that we're walking in wholeness, which means we don't separate our lives into categories. Amen. Well, this is how I am at, at the work. This is how I am with my family. This is how I am at church. No, no, you're the same at church. You're the same at work. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You're whole. Amen. Amen. See, see, some of us think, well, you know, uh, 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 I'm an individual and my sin is my sin and it doesn't affect anybody else. Wrong. Your sin affects the body because we're just not in this by ourselves. We're in as a whole. Fathers, your sin affects your children. Your sin affects your spouse. Or you listen to what I'm saying today. Don't say, well, I'm, a, I, 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 I'm my own person. I can do whatever. Yes, you can do whatever you want. But it, it will affect the body. My sin, your sin affects not just yourself. You th we, we, we think, oh, it's just affecting. No, it affects the whole. Remember Achan? Remember Achan? Remember uh, God said the first city. Man, I got to close this down. The first city uh, was Jericho. And God gave them Pacific. I'm going to give you. See, God gave them Jericho. They didn't defeat Jericho. God gave it to them. Yes, in a sense, they defeated it, but God gave it into their hands. How? Because Jericho was one of the most impregnable cities that they were going to conquer. They were conquering many cities to get the land, and, and it had walls that were high. The walls were high and thick. They, they say you could run a chariot across the walls. That's how thick the walls were. They kept, they kept Jericho protected. 
And we know that the, the Israelites, they, they walked around one time for six days. And on the seventh day, they walked around, I believe, seven times. And then God told them to shout, glory to God. And the walls came down. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? But God said to them, don't take any of the spoil. Don't, the first city belongs to me. And that's the tithe. The first city, and you can have the rest. And so, and so Achan saw some gold and saw some stuff, and he took it, and he buried it in his tent. Then they went out to fight another smaller city called Ai. And they went against Ai, and they got their butts beat. They, they oh my Lord Jesus, they were like by themselves. And then Joshua fell down on his, on his knees and said, God, why aren't you with us anymore? God says, because there's sin in the camp. I gave direct orders to, for you to obey. And, I would, and I would have went, I'm willing to give you everything else. But, but so, there's sin in the camp. Finally, they found this man, Achan. And, 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 and you know, Joshua says, you confess and give glory to God. And Achan confessed and they found the gold. And Achan wasn't the only... See, Achan was executed that day. Along with his wife and his children. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, our sin matters to God. It matters to our families. It matters to generations to come. And we got to put away these things. These small sins that so easily besets us. And we need to run our race with patience. So we can get that well done. Thy good and faithful servant. Enter in to the joy of our Lord. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? We got to get serious with God. We can't be playing games anymore. We're in the last days of the last days. Jesus is about ready to split the eastern sky. And I want all of you making it up. We got some Christians say, well, all Christians are going to be raptured in the... You got some people say, all Christians will be raptured. I don't believe that. Not, not according to the ten virgins. And five of them didn't have their oil filled. And, and Jesus said five made it in, five didn't make it in, and they were all virgins. So that kind of tells me we better be a pure virgin. We better be seeking hard after God. We better not be some backslidden in, in some club, you know, uh, trying to... Are you hear what I'm saying today? You think Jesus is coming back for the backsliders? I don't think so. But I'm telling you this, we're getting ready. And your children are getting ready. And I'm telling you, God's going to be waking them up in the middle of the night. If it has to be a terrifying dream of hell, so be it. If it has to be a revelation of of, of the judgment of God, I'd rather have the revelation of the judgment of God than have the judgment of God. And the judgment of God is coming. You know, I saw this. Man, i got to close this down. But I saw this, um, this post. Uh, that was posted by this pastor, he said that the rainbow, it, it, it was a promise that God will not judge the world again with water. <laughs> but he is going to judge the world again. Not with water, but with fire. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And we think, well, God's never going to judge the world again. He's going to judge the world again. 
and judgment is about ready. Jesus came here as the Lamb of God, but he's coming back as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He's coming back with a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth, and he's going to devour his enemies. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, we're getting ready. God's raising up honorable people in Exceed Life Church that's going to walk out the gifts and the callings of God that will not turn back, that will not back up, that will not be pressured by society and say, well, it's okay, this is okay. No, if it's not okay with God, then it's not okay with you. And if it's not okay with us, then that means that we're making a difference between righteousness and lawlessness. And I'm telling you, when we wake up, the, the, the number one key is waking up. When we wake up to righteousness and we see that there's areas in our life where we need to tighten up in. We need to tighten up in, in giving God our very best. Maybe tithing. You need, you need to start tithing if you're not tithing. You need to tighten up in your work area. Maybe you're at, at your job. And, and, and the Bible says work as unto the Lord. And you don't like your boss. And you're, and you're being slack in your work. Then you're not, you're not being what God calls us that we need to be as Christians. We need to be the best that we can. Christians should be the best workers on planet earth. We should be the people of excellence. We should be the ones coming in early and, and, and being the last ones leaving. We should be the ones being the, the, the ones that people want to hire. We, we need to be honorable with our families. Men, we need to be honorable with our spouse. We don't need to be looking at a little porn every once in a while. Have a little porn vacation. You don't need to be going into that and looking at that and allowing that to corrupt your mind. You're committing spiritual adultery. Or you listen to what I'm saying today. It's all out there. Just a click of the button and you can have whatever you want, any fantasy you want. One person said to me, Pastor, uh, we, uh, we, we're going to be judged more because, we, we, because we, we live in a country and we live in a place where we get more preaching than anything else. You, know, you get more preaching, more Bible, more word than any other. I'm just, you can find it, but you can get more porn. You get more garbage and all that on the opposite side. And I said to him, I said, I, I said it's, it's kind of an even. Back then, they couldn't do the things that you could do now. But today, you can get more Bible, more word, more worship. You can, you can do church every day of the week. You're going to have worship bands playing in the morning. You're going to have your Bible open up. You're going to have your favorite preacher, Pastor David, you can, that you're listening to. Or you hear what I'm saying to you? You can have church every day. You could be living in the glory. Listen, I want you guys having days of heaven on earth. And you, you don't have to have the hellish days. You don't have to have... Listen, Pastor David deals with temptation too. I have to turn from it too. I have flesh. I have weaknesses. I'm not saying I have arrived. I'm still working through things. One person said, I perceived you got an anger issue. I said, you perceived right. Anger issues. I, you perceive, yeah, you're right. You should have saw. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm working through that. I, I'm right there with, with King David. When, when, uh, when, when, when King David and his men were protecting that place, um, and, uh, and, and he had his men ask uh, this one gentleman that had this farm if he could have some supplies. And the farm says, who is David? Yeah, and, and who is his people and, and all that? And who was the guy? 
Abigail's husband. Nabal, Nabal. I thought you said Abel. And uh, Abel? No, no. Nabal and Nabal, yeah. And uh, I had to think about that because, you know, you have lint in your Nabal. Okay. And, um, and Nabal, you know, and, and David said, strap on your swords. We're not a man will live by the end of the night. And I can understand how David felt. But he wasn't born again. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We're born again people. So if we're born again people, see, David wasn't born again, but we're born again people. What does that mean? That means that we will have a, uh, you know, we'll be judged a little greater because we got not only the spirit upon, but we have the spirit within and the spirit within keeps us from doing the wrong things if we allow it. Keeps us. In other words, it's the love of God that will constrain us from, from doing the wrong things in our lives. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Thank God that, that I have a super conscience. Thank God that I can't do what I used to do. Thank God I can't steal a little, cheat a little, lie a little. Thank God I can't do these things. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Why? Because, you know, I, I know that, they're, that they, uh, whatsoever a man sows, so shall he reap. If he sows to the flesh, he will reap corruption. If he sows to the Spirit, he will reap life. God will not be mocked. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? But I, I, have, I know better things for each one of you. And I know that you guys are, are coming up to a higher place in God. Fathers, maybe you haven't been the most... Uh, integrity person, but you're, they, the Bible says that there's vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. And if the vessel of dishonor, you know, cleanses himself, he can become a vessel of honor. What does it take to cleanse yourself? Repent. What does that mean? That means you recognize that there's some wrong areas in your life. You ask God to forgive you. You ask your spouse to forgive you. You might have to ask your kids to forgive you if you're not that honorable of a person. And say, from this point on, I'm going to do everything I can to be honorable. I'm going to try to be, I'm going to be the man. that I'm going to be a man that does the right thing. I'm going to do everything I can to do the right thing all the time. And then you move into that place. You cut off those things that's keeping you from being honorable. If it's relationships, now I'm not talking about your spouse, but if it's relationships, if your spouse is backslidden, I'm backslidden too. No, listen, just because your back, spouse is backslidden doesn't mean you can backslide too. Amen. Just because your kids are backslidden doesn't mean you can backslide. Just because your old pastor uh, committed adultery, left the ministry, doesn't mean you leave the church now too because there's no good pastors out there anymore. There's many people that are, that are out, out, out of church right now because of a crooked, because of a pastor that, that had a crooked lifestyle and got busted. And then they put that pastor on a pedestal and that pastor fell and then they went ahead and fell, and fell too. They got out of their faithfulness. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? No, all you have to do is look at yourself, have God's word examine you, get back up, brush yourself off, and keep moving forward. Peter, yes, denied Jesus three times. But Peter became the rock of the church. Even Jesus, when, when, when he was called to be the Lamb of God, slain from the valley, even Jesus, I would have to say, his flesh was wavering in the Garden of Gethsemane. I would have to say, when he was praying, God, is there another way to do this thing? Do I have to be the Lamb of God? Do I have to go to the cross? Do I have to be separated? 
hide it from you? Do I have to? You see, even Jesus was recoiling the whole idea of going through the suffering to receive the crown. No cross, no crown. No pain, no gain. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so he had to press through. And some of you, you're dealing with issues and all, all what you're lacking is the word and prayer. And if you just, if you put the word in, you won't sin against God. And if you pray, then your weakness of your flesh will, will be less and less and less. Pray that you will not enter into temptation. For the flesh, but the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And we need to pray through. Jesus prayed through until he went to the cross. We got to pray through. We got to be people of the word. We got to be people of prayer. And when we combine those two and people of action. And when we combine those three, we will be people of integrity. Did you receive it today? I'm telling you, this church is walking higher. Gloria, I believe it today that your fathers, as you, as you demonstrate the goodness of God, the Bible says a man that walks in integrity, his children are blessed after him. It's not about you. It's about your seed. It's about the generation to come. Leave a legacy of honor. Leave a legacy of faith. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for your mercies and your goodness this morning and I thank you, Father God, you are raising up a church without spot or wrinkle, full of love and faith, doing the works of Jesus. Father, we will not be like the five virgins that did not keep their oil filled, but we will be like the five virgins that kept our oil filled and kept walking the walk. And Father, I just thank you for the precious people here in this audience and those that are watching online and Maybe there's some areas in your life you know you need to let go of. There's some areas of your life uh, that you need to embrace like God and his word and Jesus. Jesus might be savior in your life, but is he your Lord? Jesus said, why you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? And I'm going to say this today. You can make Jesus the Lord of your life today. You can turn from uh, evil and turn to good. You can turn from the works of the devil, and turn to the works of Jesus. So if that's you today and you're ready to make that commitment, just pray this prayer and mean your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I'll receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, empower me to walk right with you today. And the rest of the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.